bake me a cookie and call me a monster because I'm here to gobble y'all up. It's your dessert demon daddy, Wolf the Dog, and I'm here to consume your delicious sugary morsels. I am coming at you live from 694.2 PTBP, the only radio station that runs off of pure glucose. Fill me up a tub with maple syrup because it's time to relax and check in with our newest segment, Howlin' with Wolf. This Howlin' with Wolf comes from Zachary Fredrickson in Phoenix, Arizona, who tweeted about the show and tagged at Pretending Pod. The quickest way to tell your friends you're a nerd who loves putting apples where you can't tan without some effort. Thanks to Zachary for doing that. And what a great name too. Anywho, he writes... I want to thank my pal Eld from the Lancer and PTBP discords for getting me into the show, and the boys from Contention for getting me into Delta Green as a whole. I've been a handler for a few times now, and using the lessons I've learned by listening means it's always a great time. Eld, we gotta play together again sometime. If anybody was interested in a different type of actual play, check out at FTLCast on Twitter for a ton of great GM-less role-playing games and LGBTQ plus voices. Keep it up, boys. Thanks for writing in, Zachary. I've only met one other Zachary in my entire life, and I've gotta say, wasn't a big fan. But you, Zachary, I'm a big fan of yours. Thanks for writing in, buddy. But to that other Zack, you know who you are, and you know I'm coming for you, baby. If you want to write up something for your sugary sweet wolf to howl, go ahead and write up a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and email a screenshot to pretendingpod at gmail.com, or tag at pretendingpod on Instagram or Twitter, and seriously, it's time. I know you've been considering it for a while, and never took the initiative. But it's time to demand that your friends, co-workers, and baristas start listening to this show. Think of how easy it would be to have conversations with them if they could debate who the worst cop in contention is, or what's going on with Maggie Cook, or what the fuck I am. All while you listen to Justin's original soundtrack on our YouTube page. And then you can both get your Splashylvania Fast Passes over at patreon.com slash pretending pod for an absolute cavalcade of bonus content. Go ahead and click details on this here episode because the links are indeed in the show notes. The Segway is a two-wheeled, self-balancing personal transporter brought to market in 2001. And this is the news. Last time, the group relived a short chunk of time thanks to the chanting of Don D. Pettymore. The second attempt was much better for Keith Beans and uh, much, much worse for Jack Russell, who was skewered by the rabid ball. After John Lee Kevin Moore III, realized his goo magic is perhaps endlessly powerful, he created a portal to the other stilted bunker where Keith had just walked through the hatch door. Clark and John narrowly escaped the wild ball, leaving Leo Piston to yet another hellish experience. Don D followed the boys into this new plane of existence and John closed the gate behind them. 
Standing on glowing ground, they saw a towering building made of darkness in the distance. More attention, though, was paid to the monumental pipe floating above them. The inside walls of this tube exude the same bright light they all stand on, and lumbering across the luminous land of this cylinder is an indescribable beast, taking us now to the scene of a literally breathtaking roar is dragging in three with what kind of world are you living in? Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, 1st and 2nd Samuel, 1st and 2nd Kings, 1st and 2nd Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Limitations, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi, go, go. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, 2 Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, 1st Timothy, 2nd Timothy, Titus, Philemon, Hebrews, and James, 1st Peter, 2nd Peter, 3 John's, Jude, Revelation. No, it's, uh, it's, Justin, Joe, Luke, Thomas, and Zach. <laughs> he always mi- mixes that up, though. That's, that's who's in the call tonight. I've just gotten used to it. <laughs> uh, Philemon, please roll sanity. <laughs> I've, I've made a turnaround, guys. Uh, you're, like, you're like way into <laughs> Jesus again? I'm like super into Jesus again, and I think that we need to uh, cleanse this show of our <laughs> wickedness uh, and our terrible, terrible sinful ways. And I think we should start off this episode with a prayer. I'm good. Okay, perfect. Uh, that, that means you're you're in, right? <laughs> hold on. <laughs> this is really weird. But my cousin, my cousin, literally just texted me and said, "This got high and had ideas. What if the Carcano rifle Oswald used was a gun in a Delta Green setting, and every third bullet was magic?" <laughs> That's a good Delta Green gun. That's <laughs> good. Did H.W. Bush cast the spell on the gun? <laughs> yeah. I don't know Delta Green lore. Zach, do you think God could make an apple so big that even he couldn't fit it up his ass? <laughs> no. <laughs> There's nothing too big that it couldn't fit up God's ass. There's no problem. There's no problem too big for that. I think G.K. Chesterton and C.S. Lewis argued about that point a lot. <laughs> yeah, who won? Uh, <laughs> the apple. <laughs> the, yeah, the apple always wins. When there's one set of footprints, C.S. Lewis won. <laughs> I think. Dear Father God. <laughs> are, you the, are you one of the... Are you, you're, are you the popey kind? No, no. More of a more of a Paul guy than a Peter guy, personally. See, this uh, is like when Saul. you asked us to role play playing golf. Yeah, <laughs> you guys should get more hobbies like <laughs> golf and religion. <laughs> golf and religion. <laughs> <laughs>
That's the kind of guy. You guys should really expand your worldview into more like (laughs) traditional white American things, like fundamentalist Christianity (laughs) and golf. (laughs) Wouldn't kill you all to broaden your horizons. (laughs) All I'm thinking about is how many golf balls versus apples, and there's a lot, a lot more golf balls you could fit in there. So maybe I will take it up. They do flush uh, golf balls down toilets to show like how how much water pressure there is or whatever and toilets are kind of like butts because you poop in i'm sorry what you know like they show like the water (laughs) pressure or whatever they put a bunch of golf balls in a toilet and flush it and it's like look how much stuff you can flush down this toilet because you got to see how powerful that flush is you gotta know. I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. It sounds they like flush. a guy just came over to your house and like pranked you. Like with, he's like, "Yeah, I'm a plumber," <laughs> but really, it was just like doing everything he could to break your toilet. Right, and he put a little <laughs> joke yeah. Hole we call this for only the for golf farts ball test. <laughs> Look it up. Golf balls oh, and toilets man. is the thing. You can't run with us. All right. Uh, let's. Are you okay, Zach? <laughs> <laughs> you had like a real flustered moment after that. <laughs> it sounds to me like Justin's not a part of the Turbo team. Uh, let's go ahead and get into the what happened at the end of last session, which is that John created a fucking portal uh, with his goo magic. What are you calling that, Thomas? Is that does that sound right? You know, my, my ooze abilities, my, I guess we would say muck magic for alliteration, but we've never called it the muck. I like alliteration, clearly, this arc. Muck sounds like something fun we could call it that's also like down homey and would be appropriate for these characters. Muck magic. I like that a whole lot. Muck we're, magic. We're fighting the muck, but I guess I'm from the muck. <laughs> I always knew that. How do you feel right now? You just said without thinking about it, talking about the current campaign, we're fighting the muck. Uh, there's a bit of a two-minded nature there happening within you, I'd imagine. No. No, no real conflicts. Okay. All right. Straight. Good. <laughs> Good. Very straightforward stuff. You know, you can put... you could the, John, John Lee Pettymore is a very strong personality, and it doesn't really matter what form you put it in. It's pretty sure it's John. <laughs> What's your goal, though? Well, you know, I've, even if I was made of this world i i'm from our world i'm our i'm fighting for it i'm with us the muck needs to go back i'm not gonna go uh you know i'm one of the good ones. that's the right answer you can stay <laughs> <laughs> so you guys make it through this portal and into a new world that keith has seemingly led you through this hatch you heard a ring-a-ding-ding from the other side of this door that you then walked into John closed the portal behind you, uh, and the hatch door that you walked through disappeared along with it. And as you guys look around, you see the ground you all stand on. It's made of light. There's a soft glow that illuminates this new world from below. In every direction surrounding you, what could be called the ground meets what could be called the sky, and it's this blacker than black opaque darkness, and there's nothing on the horizon except for a single imposing building way off in the distance, dimly lit from below, but you can see that it's a slightly shiny pitch black, which I think would trigger your memories back to a specific picture that you found inside Julie Maxwell's 
crashed vehicle. But Keith doesn't notice any of that because he is staring straight up and each of you understand why he hasn't stopped staring when you follow his gaze up into a tube of pure light hanging above. The interior wall of this incandescent pipe is made of the same light you currently stand on and there seems to be only complete darkness beyond its well-lit passage. So imagine, yeah, someone who is just extremely massive, out of this world, bigger than you, is holding a them-sized toilet paper roll above the world that you are in. Uh, The interior of the toilet paper roll is made of this pure light, but the outside of it is made out of pure darkness. And so you can see up through it, past all the light, is darkness as well. And inside this immense, resplendent toilet paper holder, consistently plodding the glowing terrain, somehow simultaneously moving toward you and staying at a uniform range. There's this towering, lumbering beast, seemingly made of the darkness that surrounds everything in this place. It walks on two massive legs the size of trees. Its broad shoulders swing back and forth, high above the glossy ground. As you all stare, its image seems to form and reform over and over like incomprehensible little glitches, and you cannot fully make sense of its shape real quick i'm not getting i don't have a clear picture of the tube can you do it one more time or or t- tell it to me in a different way yeah i don't <laughs> okay, actually yeah, either yeah. understand this creature is walking on the on the light plane inside the tube yeah so imagine that gravity gravity is pulling everything inside this tube to the, the away from the, the center tube. yeah yeah the walls of the tube the internal walls so this thing's walking on a different like level of gravity from you guys. It's walking down, but it is clearly like on the wall of the tube. Like a hamp- like a hamster wheel? Yeah, like a sideways hamster wheel. So imagine that this notebook is what you guys are standing on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now above you is the, <laughs> the toilet. I'm holding up a toilet paper roll above the <laughs> notebook. From where you are, you can see all around you basically just see a circle uh, like an oval in the sky made of light. But then as it moves around, this thing is, is not stagnant. It's kind of moving. It is always directly above you and also very much not all at the same time. So it is a round circle that then you can see as you're looking straight up, you are seeing the inside of this tube as well as through the tube into the darkness that is above it. Now, inside the tube, if you guys are looking straight up, there is this creature inside the tube and it's massive. And I imagine the tube to be gargantuan in nature. We're talking Mm -hmm. hundreds of yards across. Mm -hmm. So this creature, while not taking up a ton of room inside of this tube, also you can see how huge this thing is. The creature is walking along it, but it could also be walking along this side or across the top or across the other side or across the bottom, always seemingly lumbering toward you and keeping the exact same distance away from you all at the exact same time. Is it bipedal? It is bipedal. Its feet are rooted on whatever side it's on, but its head is always in the middle? Uh, Yes. Cool. Which means that this thing is fucking huge. 
Good screenshots, Luke. Thank you. I knew those would come in handy. <laughs> does that make more sense? It does yeah. make more sense, for sure. Everyone notices everyone real sanity. What about those of us that have maybe very little sanity? I failed. <laughs> well, the, you should have rolled a yeah, three like me. I grabbed a different character sheet just off the top of a pile of character sheets, and I was like, how do I have fucking 40 sanity? I'm kicking ass right now. <laughs> oh, no, wait. I've only got 10. <laughs> Justin, Dondi Pettymore looks up and just has this, like, of fucking course <laughs> reaction. I failed my sanity. I failed, but not over my power. John Lee Kevin Moore the Third loses zero sanity. He just sees the agitation on the face, the faces of those around him as they show the telltale signs of losing a little bit of their minds. And he, he then becomes agitated because it's like, what? Come on, guys. We go through this shit every day at this point. <laughs> like, It's good to be in a game where you present a very, what you think is a very cool monster, and then someone succeeds on their sanity check and says, <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> It's not even, it's not even, you know, it, of course it's a cool monster, but like, is it breaking, (laughs) why is it still breaking your minds? Get over the world you knew and embrace, embrace the muck. Keith Vigna lose one sanity. Clark Bishop sees uh, something a little bit different. Not only does Clark see what this is, but he also sees the history that he has with this creature. So I need you to roll a D4. It's a two. Lose two sanity. Hey, uh, Don, but what did that phone look like? It looked like an old, like, old school rotary phone. So that's not, that's not the phone we're looking for, is it? No, I do not think so. (laughs) I can't say that that looks much like a rotary phone. I start running towards a building. Can we hear anything in this space other than the roars of the monster? There's a slight hum in the air in the distance. Uh, It's not completely silent, uh, but you can't make out what the hum in the distance is. Where, where are they? Where are they? Where, where is who, Clark? The the circle. The the last time I was here, the the circle was here. They were chanting. They were they were chanting to keep this creature at bay. I don't I don't see them. I don't hear them. Where are they? This can't be good. This can't. This can't be right. This can't be right. This. That's the thing. That's the thing I've been telling you guys about. And the circle was keeping it here. And if they're not here, I, I don't. I don't know what's. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going on here. Do you remember what they were chanting? Uh, hey, Handler, can I? I Joe doesn't for sure. Could Could Clark do a roll <laughs> to see if he remembers? Yes. Do an intelligence at a. Okay, I'm gonna do negative. 20 for how many lives you've lived since sure. then. Another negative 20 for seeing this thing and uh, being in its presence. And then a third negative 20 for uh, the sheer horror of being sent to another realm by a uh, little bug that was attached to your foot. Uh, so I've got a 55, so I can only crit fail this. <laughs> <laughs> It's a 29. (laughs) 
Okay, I thought I was giving you like a slight chance, not a zero <laughs> chance. But... Even if it was negative 40, he would have failed. No, I can't for the life of me remember what they were saying. I didn't really care about chance back then. I wasn't paying attention. Your mind was like fucking split in half in that moment when the, when you got sent to this other plane of existence for a moment. Honestly, I've been kind of hoping I could run into the, some of those circle of knowledge guys while we were here and, and they'd help us get back. So th- th- that kind of blows my plan out to shit. I don't, I don't know what's going on now. Well, I mean... If we could remember that chant, maybe, you know, we could, could go back and grab Leo and set him here to die for eternity while he chants it. Or, or we could at least say something temporarily. It seems like that's kind of a dead end, though. Yeah, it'd, be, it'd be a good idea if I could just remember that damn chant. How far away has uh, Keith gotten? I was going to say, am I actually making progress? Yeah. The world around you guys is stretching as Keith is running away from you. In my vision, is the building getting any closer to me? Yeah, ever so slightly. And then all of a sudden, I need Thomas and Joe and Justin to take their headphones off. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, I hope I'm alive when they get back. Well, at least one of you probably will be. As you are running, you are completely caught off guard by this humanoid figure hanging by its ankles. Some darkness has pulled itself, and you see it's holding on to the bone right above the ankle and it is rubbed down through this man's pants to where the pants are cut and it is rubbed through the skin. There's blood pouring down the man's legs up toward his torso and then onto his face. A face that you recognize It is beet red and there are two belts pulled tightly around his neck. The word fool is branded on his forehead. And Keith Beans, you are looking directly into the face of Keith Beans. Your own face, maybe a year or two older. And he is wearing clothes that you recognize as clothes that you wore when you were going under the name Silas Cole. Damn. Well, so I'm running and this thing like just pops up in front of me and I smack right into the body. It takes me a second to realize. <gasps> and I look down and he's dead, obviously, right? He's not. His face is completely red. You've you've kind of woken him up. And you said he has two belts around his neck? Two belts around his neck. No belts on his pants. I look and I see the belts and I want to try to like get him from around his neck like take him off are, are you who are you who are you his eyes get huge Keith yeah that's me it's me it's you it's me are you are you Keith or are you are you Silas yes how'd you get here she threw me through the hole. Who did? She threw me through the hole in the ground. Mary. Mary. How long you been here for? Oh, I guess that'd be like a bunch of years, right? 
Uh huh. Yeah, bunch. <laughs> uh, you he like tries to reach out to grab you, and you see like his hands have been hanging down to the ground below his head for who knows how long. They're completely red. Uh, he seems to have no use of the fingers, so he's just kind of like prodding at you uh, with these <laughs> unmoving phalanges, and he's like. <laughs> Let, let me try to get you down. Get the blood out of your head. I want to like touch the goo, whatever is holding him up. Is am I able to manipulate it at all? Yeah, it's malleable enough. You can manipulate it. I uh, just try to pull him down and like stretch it out enough to where it breaks. Yeah, it's it's honestly it's being hung up by nothingness up into the the air, on, up into the sky around you, as if uh, it is. It stretches out and then kind of snaps. As I'm thinking he like laughing, like Laffy Taffy. If you like stretched out Laffy Taffy, yes, perfectly dark Laffy Taffy. Mm-hmm. I don't know what. Stand up. Can you stand up? There is um, no blood in the whole bottom half of his body, and so as he's trying to stand up, I start massaging him from his head down to try to. <laughs> Put the blood back. Yeah, I down. think like this seems like. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, right there. <laughs> that seems like the perfect moment for the rest of the group to come yeah. up and yep. meet you. <laughs> Tell you they're sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh. Uh, okay, uh, Luke, go ahead and take off your headphones for a second okay. while I catch up with you. Real quick, in all that time you were just with Luke, did he make it to, um, did we see him like go in the tower? No, 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 no. He made it about a third of the way before you see that there's something else in the distance that he is he's dealing with. Uh, another body there. Uh, it was hanging upside down at first, and then it, he like pulls it down to the ground. And then as you continue approaching, he kind of gets it up onto its feet. Can we make out the figure from here? Do we? Is it a person? As, if you guys get to the point to where you can make out who it is, then I'll have Luke back on the call because you guys will be within earshot. I'm good with that. Is Don with us? Yes. What about mentally? Not so much. <laughs> Don's kind of muttering to himself about like the phone over and over again. Now that we've come in here, he's like, where, why did the phone was, I thought we heard the phone in here. I don't, we we need to find the phone. He's staring at the tube still while you guys are talking and muttering to himself about the phone. That's a good point, Don. We did hear the phone from in here. So presumably the phone is somewhere around here. Yeah, we got, we got to find, we got to find that phone. John, your friends are, are weird. I think we need to get together and use this here petty more magic that we possess. I've been calling it muck magic. <laughs> but I've taken to calling it as of late. That's wonderful. That's beautiful. Hey, I, my, you know, you know, Uncle Don, you seem you seem just a little bit rattled. My muck magic, my my spider senses, as it were, they're kind of sending me towards uh, Keith's direction. I think we should maybe go check that out and see see if he. You sure these friends of yours are reliable? We got an important mission right now. We got to find that phone. Oh Lord, no! But uh, they are definitely connected <laughs> with. With the phone and everything, so like it's we sticking with them is probably the best direction towards that. If you think so, 
We got it'll. We got to find that phone. All right. Like, yeah. Like I said, my 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 muck dar my <laughs> my my tingly connection to this world. You know, it seems to be pointing me towards Keith. Let's just head that way. And I I, I grab him by the shoulder and I kind of I kind of push him towards that direction and start walking with him and guiding him. I slap his arm off me and walk that direction by myself. Such a healthy family relationship. <laughs> Not like a mean slap, but you know, I'm like, Meh. yeah, like uncles do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, an uncle slap. <laughs> an uncle slap. The three of you approach a site that I'm going to let Keith describe, or Luke rather. So you see a man sitting on the ground in front of Keith, and Keith is putting his hands around the man's head. Like this. We can see that, but you're going to have to describe it for the listeners. He's like two-hand jerking off the whole head. Yeah, like massaging his head with his hands around his head and like pushing down. And then like going down his shoulders or like up his hands and, and down his body and like rubbing him down. Uh, and then as you get closer, you see that the man in front of him on the ground has just looks like all the blood is in his head and after you kind of get over that like the kind of purpley red on his full forehead is the brand fool and after you see all that you realize that the man is keith beans oh shit but but he's got some old-timey clothing on oh shit is he like visibly older or few years i think is what not much is he responding to our Keith's touch at all? Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Keith. Ah. This is getting out of hand. Now there's two of them. Guys, <laughs> I found me. It's Silas Cole. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to make you sound like that? And he points at two belts that are on the ground. And he points at his neck. He had these belts around his neck, and he was hanging upside down, and I'm just trying to get the blood back down into the rest of his body. And I'm <laughs> still massaging his head. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you, I forget, Keith, that you you did pass that EMT class, so you do know exactly what to do in these situations. Mm-hmm. Hey, Silas... Silas Keith, put your ar- raise your arms up so the blood goes down into the rest of your body. His arms go up in the air. Keith, why does why does Silas Cole look? It's it's you, but you said it's Silas. I don't I don't understand. I thought I had told you this before, but yeah, you have. I'm just I'm as Clark seeing two Keiths before him, and you're calling one Silas. I feel like it needs to be reiterated. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, just he's Silas, and I'm Keith, but. I'm I'm remembering now as a as I see it as I see him. Uh, he said he got thrown into a hole, and that's how he got here. And I remember when I was him, I got thrown into a hole by Mary. But if I was him, but I'm me. But I. When did when were you him? Uh, well, hmm. A long time ago, right? Roll sanity. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas, I'm sorry to bring it up again, but can you move the microphone in a better position for you? Uh, I, yeah, it's that or me like breathing right into the mic. Like 
Yeah. Okay. I get that. It's just when you do lean forward, then we get really, really good audio. But then when you don't, it isn't good. Yeah, I understand what you mean. <laughs> but I think you're a great person and you're a good friend and a great role player. And I love you. I love you too, but I do take that all intensely personally and I'll never forgive you. <laughs> good, good. That seems, that seems perfect. That seems right. But I, I have learned my lesson and I'll definitely just keep all that in mind and not like I'll keep that in practice. <laughs> <laughs> Luke, as you do on the sanity check. I failed. Regular fail. Okay, uh, just lose one sanity as you can't remember when you were Silas or when you were you, and you think maybe that you're both at the same time right now. Isn't that you? I mean, it is you. Yeah, I look at I look at him and I punch myself in the stomach. Did that hurt? No. <laughs> okay, just... But I, 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 there's so much pain going on in my throat and my head that I, I don't know if a stomach punch would really do much damage right I, now. I start rubbing his throat like you would a dog that you're trying to get to swallow a pill. <laughs> <laughs> Remember in Looper when they torture that guy by like removing parts of him in a different time and all of a sudden his little bits are gone? In this time, that shit was crazy. That was crazy. <laughs> God, I hope that doesn't happen to us. <laughs> Just something to keep in mind if you ever, you know, get out of line, Silas. Not that we have that capability, but come on, you know, we could figure it out. <laughs> you're you're a past version of of Arky. Do you know us? Do you are you? Do you know who I am? Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're the overseer. Oh, oh you shit, know me as the overseer. That's 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 kind no, of no. I'm Clark Bishop. You're my partner, but we talked about it. Like, oh, who's the chosen one? He's ball. You know, that's I don't know you. And he points at Don, and he's like, I don't, I don't know who you are, but I don't know who you are either. God damn it! Did you become Silas Cole after one of our days waking up in the mausoleum? Yeah. It was we were up in the mausoleum, and I went down underneath Bean's Pond, and then I saw Tildy, and I used the gun, and I was Silas Cole. Am I gonna have to re-record all of your lines? <laughs> yeah, and you're gonna have to you're gonna have to pop yourself in the throat a couple times before you do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's he's right. I remember now. So then, so then, after you were thrown as Silas Cole into a hole, uh, a coal in a hole. Yeah. Then you woke up again in the mausoleum with us. No. No, not you, Arky. Sorry, sorry, not you. Oh, do you want to hear mine though? <laughs> Don't we? Didn't we just figure yours out? Just the past, not the not the present. Oh, I kind of assumed since you got here, you just been hanging. Uh, what's what's been going on? I just been hanging. Okay, yeah, yeah. But all the people I put here did this to me. Once you got here or before you got here? Once I got here. Gotcha, okay. So there's there's other people around. And Clark starts looking around. What do you mean the people you put here? You remember when we put when when we put the people when we put the people in here to get rid of them. Like the professor and yeah. the rancher. Oh, that's right, because we got the big judge. The big judge was Mary. Yeah, that's right. Mary got a hold of that judge Corlin. Good God, Keith. How many did you kill in, in the service of contention's founding? I mean, I I really, when I was him, I had, I would say literally no control over my actions. 
Yeah, but isn't that just what the Nazis said? <laughs> I'm not a Nazi. I'm not saying you're a Nazi. I'm just saying you're you're saying like a Nazi. I'm not a Nazi. Yeah, but Silas says things like a Nazi. I'm Silas Cole. No, you said it. And I'm Keith. Oh, he's boy. me. And no, but he's him. I'm not him right now. He is me though. I'm him, but he's not me. And I'm him, but I'm not him. I'm gonna. We we sh- we should draw a big mustache on one of you just in case. We ever get you confused? You see the giant brand on one of their foreheads that says "fool." <laughs> no, I think a mustache should be. John still takes out a sharpie and <laughs> and puts it on your key. Fancy little, yeah, on our key. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there we go. Now we'll just remember Keith has has the. The fetching. You better not draw a Hitler mustache on me. No, I didn't draw you a Hitler mustache. I, I really Good. like this fella named Jimmy Buffett, and he's got a song called Pencil Thin Mustache about all the movie stars mm, uh, that he grew up watching. Yeah, it's on that. It's it's a couple tracks after that, I think, on the greatest hits, maybe. But yeah, you got a little a, a nice little Clark Gable mustache. Well, thank you. But maybe we gave it some, some, some fun little twists up at the end. Yeah, I think we did. Look, there's a happy little twist. <laughs> you said Mary threw you in the portal. Do I, 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 this? This question goes out to any Keith. Uh, how did you? How did? Why did Mary turn on you? <laughs> well, Mary was his ball, you know, that I made, that he made, that we made. Yeah. And it got into. Yeah. Uh, he high fives you. I high five him back. How's his hands looking? <laughs> as soon as he high fives you, he's like ah, <laughs> and like kind of shakes him. Shakes him out because it would hurt so much if you high five someone with all the blood still yeah. like in your hands. I mean, yeah. So the ball that we made, ball which is Mary, got in a big old guy, giant guy, and uh, he, you know, basically killed, kind of got rid of us. A giant guy, big old is guy. That, that guy up there in the toilet paper tube? No, not that big. Also, what do you know about that? And I point up. You know, Clark was babbling a little bit about it, but it seemed like he, he had taken leave of his mind there. He seemed to think that there should should be others, other people, other... Yeah, uh, Fool Keith, uh, you've been here for a while. Have you seen other people around here? Have you seen... When I was here a long time ago, there were people who were kind of keeping that thing at bay, and I don't see them here now. Have you seen them go anywhere, do anything, or... They used to... There used to be people there, yeah. What what happened to him? Do you know? Nope. They're just not there anymore. But that thing's bigger now. You said you got kicked out of there, and I point to the building. You got kicked out of there? Who kicked you out? Long time ago. Who kicked you out? Gambler named Thomas, uh, the professor, and the rancher, and the bartender, the piano player. They were all super angry that I'd thrown them down here. Why were you throwing them down here again? Again, this goes out to either Keith. They were finding out about the residue. Right, right, right. Residue. I've been calling it a muck. Mm, I like that. Yeah. Good name. Wait, were we using the residue to make stuff? When we made stuff, the residue is the magical byproduct. Okay. Silas. Nah. John. John's getting real serious here. So, so you're you are the the Keith who became Silas and and made ball. Yeah. At long last, this is my my real daddy. Ah! And he reaches out and he's gonna swipe uh, some of the uh, muck from your face, and he puts it on his thumb and then he swipes it across your forehead, 
and he says, Simba. <laughs> Did you just lie? He just lion came to me. Oh my God. I kneel down. I kneel down in front of him and I start rubbing his head like Keith is. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Daddy. Thank you. Thank you for accepting me, Daddy. Oh, you're beautiful. Thank you. I try. I'm, I hope I'll make you proud. Have you Have you had children? No, I'm a bit of you know I'm a bit of a bit of a hound dog, bit of a bachelor, race car former race car driver. You know. Uh, he He puts out a fist to pound it. I, yeah, I pound it. Can I ask you just one question, Daddy? Of course. Why did you bring me into this world? Well, it's tricky because I I already did so then I did it again because I already had ain't that just why parents keep having babies you know when you get right down to it <laughs> just doing what it's what's expected of you or what you think's expected of you I get it I get it all right so it's not like I was planned but you had to do it I get it all right I have as much of a valid reason for existing as any of these guys then that's I think so yeah Silas are you saying you only did things because they it happened already, and you're just trying to do them again? I didn't have to try. I just did what I did, and it happened to be the thing that already happened, because that's what I did. That's deep. That's like Eastern. You're so wise, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is. <laughs> Daddy, if we get out of here, can we have a catch? <laughs> of course. Right, right on. Right on. Thanks, Pops. I hate to break this up as sweet as it is, but uh, I, you know, before I ran right into you, I was trying to get to that building because uh, of that, as I point up. And when you point up, you all look and see this thing. It has been getting a little bit closer, you think, uh, than the last time you saw it. It looks bigger, and you remember that this uh, Silas Cole version of Keith did say that since the people around it have gone, that the thing has been getting bigger. And then you look back down at the building in the distance, and you all see, making its way toward you across this twinkling terrain, is some sort of four-wheeled personal vehicle, like a <laughs> double-wide motorcycle. But as soon as it starts to get close enough for you all to recognize the wheels man of this sort of smart car without the little doors or roof, a portal opens up right above it, a very similar portal to the John made hole you all just recently escaped through, and crashing down onto the back of this tricycle with the same amount of wheels in the front as in the back is a gaunt woman with crazy hair and enormous thick glasses that make her already large eyes look even bigger. She wears jeans and a white t-shirt with a leather jacket, and four wiry metal tendrils protrude from the back of her neck. One dethrones the previous driver of this four-wheeler, tossing him behind like carelessly placed banana peels in Mario Kart, as the other three plant themselves firmly into the fluorescent floor below. Rosemary, but this time with periods after each each letter in Mary holds on tight to her mechanical steed with 42 horsepower and her long silver limbs fling her up high into the air, so high in fact that she seems to click into a new set of gravitational rules and she falls wheels first onto the ground of the bright cylinder that hangs above this place and houses the lumbering Gigantumbra Pithecus. 
and the consistently one-upping itself ATV drives up and away from you. Holy shit. Damn. Holy shit. So anyway, could we have a catch sometime? (laughs) (laughs) So basically, this four-wheeler is heading toward you guys. Uh, It's in between you and this imposing building off in the distance that's made out of a shiny black substance. And suddenly, a portal opens up above the four-wheeler. Rose Mary, M-A-R-Y, comes down and lands on the back of the four-wheeler. One of the four metal tendrils coming out of her neck rips the driver off of the four-wheeler and tosses them behind her and then the other three tendrils plant themselves into the ground and fling her and the ATV up into the air so fucking high that they go up inside the toilet paper holder cylinder of light that is hanging above you all and she lands inside of it and starts driving towards this massive lumbering beast that you've seen. Roll sanity. Fail. 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 This is a zero slash one, so you guys all lose one sanity as you already knew the ball was inside of Rosemary because two of you watched Marvin Glass fling the ball at her when it took her over before she fired the gun. And you already knew that these things were capable of like insane feats. However, a couple new things. One, just the sheer fact that this thing anime jumped itself with a (laughs) four-wheeler up that high is fucking crazy. And then for John personally, realizing that you can be in your body and use the metal tendrils is a new idea, which that could be sanity blasting in and of itself that uh, you could be a Spider-Man villain if you so choose. If you were to look at the back of John's neck, you might see some tendrils like just bubbling up beneath the surface in anticipation. <laughs> That's dope. Everybody uh, roll on natural real quick. Crit pass. I crit pass too. I got a 22. Holy shit. I got a 55. And I got a 9. I bet my roll be the most important one. <laughs> I bet you fail. Hold on, I lost one of my dice. <laughs> <laughs> that happened to me earlier, and I couldn't find it, and now I'm rolling with my second choice dice. Oof. Are you fucking kidding me? I got a 71 on a 70. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. That other dice was probably a crit success. I don't know why I did that uh, voice. <laughs> <laughs> dice truly do tell a story and oftentimes they follow the history lore and plot of what's happened in the campaign leading up to this point which is always handy so yeah that's because they're controlled by god who (laughs) wants us to have a cool game i'm glad yeah i'm glad that you've seen the light if you have a lame role-playing group with bad roles it's because god doesn't love you You just got to pray hard. <laughs> Get them rolls right. Get them rolls right, boy. <laughs> rolls right with God, rolls right with me. And you guys are uh, standing there. <laughs> uh, Don, you don't see fucking anything, but the other three 
see a bright flash of light right in front of you. And Thomas, take off your headphones real quick. Justin, same with you. Clark and Keith see the translucent spindly hand holding an old strange looking camera with a green light lit as it takes a picture of the three of you standing on this luminous land with darkness in the sky behind you. And the face of Marvin Glass, the orifice with just red lipstick outlining a hole is only seen for a glint, just a moment in your mind before the bright flash of this camera snaps you back to your current existence. This thing blipped in for only a moment. Dope. Holy sick. shit. <laughs> so sick. <laughs> Holy shit. I rub my eyes and I'm like, did, did anyone else see that? Clark is also uh, just kind of blinking real hard. I I uh, I, I I think I, I, I saw it. Uh, I saw it. it was him. Did you see? Did you see it? I saw him too. Yeah. What are y'all talking about? You remember seeing that picture, don't you, Clark? Yeah. And so I guess we just saw him take it. I think so. Is that what that was? I'm sorry. What did y'all see? It was it was Marvin taking our picture. Taking whose picture? Ours. Here, standing here now. You seen a picture of that? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, he when he when we were me and Keith were in his office at one point. I don't know if you remember. Uh, it was a couple days ago. It was, you were underwater at the time, I believe. Yeah, no, I'm not allowed to listen to those episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and he had, he had a picture. He'd, he'd taken it with the camera with the tubes on it, and he kept asking us why we were in it. And at the time, we sure as shit didn't know. But now we know. Now we, I guess, it was now. He took the, he back then. He took our picture now. Right. I still couldn't really answer his question if he asked me right now. But exactly, yeah. At least I know where we were. Are well, that's a fun little Easter egg, I guess. Anyway, you think <laughs> you think Rosemary's gonna kill that thing? Real fast. The timing is still all timey timey weirdness here because he showed us that picture and then Rosemary did her shit in the office that that and she fired the gun. I now we see it, presumably this she ended up here. So he showed, but he had already taken the picture when we saw all that. But just now we saw that Rosemary came down through a portal, went tearing off up into the glowing light up there on the ATV, and then the picture got taken. So there's something weird still going on with all this. Oh, there's something weird going on here? <laughs> <laughs> this Literally the second Keith moves into frame and is like, pokes at the little metal tendrils coming out the back of your neck. <laughs> I give him an uncle slap. The pet and the uncle <laughs> slap away. Ouchie, ouchie. <laughs> Don't touch my spines. Th- this all just reiterates that uh, that time doesn't move the same here, which could be to our advantage or disadvantage. I don't know what to make of that. All things are happening at once, maybe? I don't I don't know. Well, that it could be, but probably not, but maybe. I turn to Fool Keith. Fool Keith, how long have you been here? It t- t- from your perspective. <laughs> If somebody was to hang you from your feet for a year, would you be able to know that it was a year? Yeah, like if I had a watch or something, or... You don't really have day-night cycles here, I guess. Nope. It's always bright from the bottom and dark from the top. How many years would you guess you couldn't guess how many years you've been here? Uh, like 140. That's a long time. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. And that means apparently... He starts you, crying. You don't age here either. 
or need food or water, I guess. Unless somebody was somebody feeding you? Was somebody was somebody keeping you alive here? No, never got hungry, never got thirsty. I had thought maybe you had peed and pooped all over yourself hanging upside down, but luckily that probably wasn't an issue. No pee pee, no poo poo. <laughs> I wanna look up and see what's what's happening up above us right now. The all-terrain vehicle is driving toward the Gigantum Brapithecus. Do they either one seem to be making progress towards the, each other like very much or? Nope. So Keith, you said the circle was keeping that thing up there. No, that was me. Sorry. Uh, was I saying that? No, Daddy. I just got Clark <laughs> and Keith confused. Something weird's happening here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you may. I think you're right. Damn. Why did the circle want to keep this thing up there, and and what do y'all think Mary might want with it? The way it was conveyed to me, that's that. There's a chance that that's the only thing the circle of knowledge has ever wanted was to keep that thing here. They seem to think that it was kind of the the destroyer sort of be all end all. If it, if it got out of here, things would be bad. And I, I'm a little fuzzy that there's, there's, uh, I think the overseer, I think the overseer is supposed to do battle with that thing, maybe. Like, he's like the savior that is going to, like, stop that thing once and for all. Yeah, and, and you're the overseer. Should we boost you up there? And we're here. I'm not the overseer yet, though, guys. I don't know mm. anything like old Clark does. Clark old, Clark old does shit that I can't even dream of doing. Maybe you become it when you defeat this thing. Yeah, and... I mean, if you are the overseer eventually, it means you are the overseer now. It's been inside you the whole time. Like Ball was inside John. But not the whole time, was it? The whole time. Yeah, the whole time. Oh, the whole... Mrs. Doubtfire, you guys like that scene? It's a funny movie. (laughs) The whole time. Anyway. (laughs) Or like Harry Potter, always. I always cry at that scene. You know that movie's about kids' parents dying. That tears me up every time. I like Sandlot. <laughs> yeah, that dog, that big funny dog. Yeah, he's scary, but ultimately he's a sweetheart. So, Clark, if we if you were gonna fight that thing right now, how how would you do it? I mean, John, you remember when we were fighting Anne? I I I I did do a little bit of what seemed like magic. I I I was just repeating what I heard, though. I don't I don't know if I can't like create. I don't think. What if you can, though? What if, like, that circle was just saying the words you say right now? I was hoping the when I found my parents' book that I could use that to figure out more stuff. I just... Just say some bullshit and we'll see if that, like, giant stumbles or something. I don't know. Tudu Hakanu. Try that. <laughs> Try Tudu Hakanu. Don... Maybe it coming out of your mouth gives it power. Clark summons up all his, uh, his gusto that he can and, uh kind of walks away from the group a little bit, cracks his neck, looks up at the monster up there, and with And as you walk away from the group, you see that the man who is thrown off the back of the four-wheeler as the portal opened up above and a man got thrown off the four-wheeler, he's been walking toward you slowly this entire time. And he's he's pretty much up on you at this point. And so you can keep talking for sure and give it a go. But just to let you know what you see, uh, which is a slender, muscular man in a black t-shirt. He's got tribal tattoo sleeves on both arms going down to his hands and fingertips. Friend is branded across his forehead. Joe, do not let him distract you. 
he knows that if we say two to a canoe right now, the game's over. We win. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get sidetracked. And he's carrying a huge stick, like a staff. And the staff is made out of, you guessed it, pure darkness. I was going to say wood. (laughs) Clark nods at him and says, hey, Jermaine. Two to a canoe! Two to a canoe! Was it Jermaine? I was looking up which one it was. It absolutely is Jermaine. Fuck yeah. As you start saying two to Hakanu, he's like, oh, hey, uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Do I roll unnatural for my two to Hakanu or does nothing happen? <laughs> you know, we're kind of making it up as we go. Uh, <laughs> you certainly roll unnatural for your two to Hakanu. <laughs> Uh, this is either narratively great or narratively awful, but it's an 83 on a 63, so I fail. <laughs> Wasn't failing an unnatural roll going to be bad? Yeah. And it motherfucking is, y'all! This towering, lumbering beast plodding forward on two legs seems to... As it realizes that it has been unleashed from the treadmill spell that had been previously put on it, and it begins boom, 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 moving faster and faster and closer and closer toward you. And as it reaches, the ATV is going straight towards it, and the two are about to collide. Clark is yelling back to the guys, bad idea, bad idea, bad idea. And he's, he's going to start trying to get uh, toward the building. Just try say it louder. <laughs> Rosemary leaps from the back of this all-terrain vehicle and wraps her tendrils around the beast, creating a sort of saddle on this thing as she rides on the back of his neck as this gigantumbrapithecus with Rose M-A-R-Y on the back of it leaps from the edge of the cylinder and lands on the same plane as the five of you. John goes from six to midnight and considers betraying humanity for the first time. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yes. (laughs) Fuck me. Double